Welcome to the Fit Identity Show this week podcast. We're going to talk testosterone, hormone replacement therapy. I recently got blood work and I want to talk to you guys about how I'm feeling, where I'm at, and I just want full disclosure so that you guys can have that. So we're going to talk it out and I want this particular podcast to be a great beginner place so that you guys can hear some of the questions that I have, where I'm at, and get some general information as a beginner as someone who's not knowledgeable, who doesn't have a lot of research on this kind of stuff, who's turning to the experts. So that's what we're going to learn this week. I'm Mike Karpenko, your host, if you don't know, 20 plus years in the fitness industry, trained clients, group exercise, in-home fitness, consultant, expert, I've designed programs for corporations, ghost-written programs, have my own in-home fitness program. I got a lot of stuff going on, consulted to major all kinds of stuff across the board. That's it. Mike Karpenko, let's kick this thing in the high gear. All right. I did my blood work. And I, I first thing I want to say is before we get into this podcast, I am not a physician. I am not someone who's an expert in medical uh, steroids, any of that stuff, like hormone therapy. I'm not an expert in the least bit, and that's why I'm turning to the experts. This is more of an informational podcast for you to I don't want to say be educated but like get the beginning feelings beginning questions and hopefully there if you're considering it or need to go through it or getting your blood work done hopefully you'll take away something that you can then take further and do even more research so that you have some sort of level of foundation of questions and curiosity and and how you can go to somebody like Derek for more plates more dates shout out that guy is amazing if you guys are not following him on I would say YouTube is where you really need to go is breakdowns of supplements hormone therapy steroids all the good stuff he is a master like like literally a guy that breaks down everything if you want to go down the nerd route and get even further more information. So consider me the beginner 101 nun doctor and the person who's just kind of talking about my experience and consider him to be much more of a professional and and then consider a doctor to be a certified professional. How about that? All right, so steroids and TRT and HRT. Hormone replacement therapy is HRT. TRT is testosterone replacement therapy. Um, A lot of people are using it. It seems to be a very big solution for some people right now for various amounts of reasons from not feeling good about themselves, not sleeping, uh, overall health. They've got some conditions that low testosterone can seem to increase your health in other areas and promote health and increase your risk of health or not risk right increase your ability of health and decrease your risk of being unhealthy and i think a lot of people think about it and you're i uh for me i'm like in the industry that i'm in and health and fitness and wellness and then content creation and, and and you know being someone that people look to for health and fitness related solutions there is a lot out there right now, and I think that a lot of people question it, and sometimes people go, oh, this be, could be my solution, or is it part of my solution, or will it will it be the road to where I need to be? And and often, you know, in, in fitness influencers, fitness encouragers, I mean, I don't want to keep saying influencers or encourager, but it's people that encourage fitness in the social media world. It's a lot more prevalent than you think it is. Like I know people that you wouldn't even think that you know who are on it, okay? I know people that are on shots, peptides, steroids, uh, pellets, pellets in your butt. That That's like a new thing like everyone's doing. They've been doing it. But there's a lot of people out there um, that I do know that are using it quietly. And I wanted to be one of those people that – since I did get blood work, I want to be upfront and honest and I want to take you guys down this road and have these conversations that are open rather than, hey, you can look like me, you can feel like me, you can live the life that I have if you do three sets of 10, you know, and for four or five days a week and you do a day of cardio or whatever it may be, this is the system that you should use 
But the reality is I'm doing this over here and I'm not telling you about it. Well, if I get the recommendation to do it and if I'm okay with it and if I want to be able to do it, I want to be upfront and honest with you. And there's a couple of things that I want to talk to you about and bring you down that uh, the road of where my mindset is and how I am and, and, and the way that I think. So as a kid, I was very thin and I never got girls. I never, uh, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of dates in general. I was just, I was into sports. That's all I wanted to do. If I was great at sports, that's all that mattered to me. Winning, trophies, all-star teams. That's what mattered to me. Not, oh, I want to hang out with my friends. But inside, it mattered to me. Like, like all my friends were dating. They all had the hot chicks, you know, and that we would go to all these different places and immediately they would be attracted to my friends and they would all cut up their shirts and they'd be like, oh, you're the good. And you're like, Mike, I would wear two, three shirts uh, underneath me to look bigger. It was, it's just something that I did and it was a struggle. And if you've heard any of the podcasts that I've done in the past, I've talked about um, how I'd wake up at midnight and drink a thousand calorie drinks so that I could gain weight. It just wasn't happening. I'm an ectomorph. You guys don't know what that is. It's just somebody who can eat whatever they want, whatever they want, as much as they want and not gain weight. That was me in high school because I was so active. I was probably burning, I don't know, man, 5,000 to, to, I bet at bare minimum of 5,000 calories just because I was so active. All I wanted to do was play sports. I had the latest video games. I had the, the very first video games and never played them. They were brand new in a box. Don't know where they are today, but I would play outside. I was blessed with a dad who gave me a soccer field um, you know, for a birthday, and then he moved. I'm still going to keep saying that. Dad, I'm going to hold you to this. You moved me away from the soccer field, and that crushed me, crushed me. Um, but I still love you, dude. Um, so when I think all this through, you know, and I think back to that, like it was just a world where uh, it was difficult for me to have that constantly on my mind of not getting bigger and not feeling big enough, being insecure. I definitely went down that road and, you know, I wasn't the tallest kid either, right? So I didn't have height on my advantage, but I had ability and skills and that was my thing. Um, and that really got me over everything. I will say that like if in, in high school, if I didn't have sports and the success in sports, it would have been a much more difficult world for me. However, I did put in a lot of time. I did put in a lot of drills. I spent a lot of time by myself. I did want to better myself and win. It was just important to me. Not here nor there, but high schools, great schools. If you're listening to me, don't get rid of your sporting programs. I think that they are probably lifesavers for a lot of children and a lot of kids growing up. They just are. They're, they're, they're everything. So stepping off my soapbox, stepping back down, and talking to you guys about this. So I'm going to I'm going to be real honest with a lot like with some stuff here right now just because we're at this point and I'm going to build you up into my thought process on all of it and why I think that this is a great podcast for you to give to anybody probably a dude right that um is considering TRT HRT um and because cool people are doing it. I don't need to name all the big people that are doing it, but you know it. People that are getting ready for movies, people that have great podcasts. It's all over the place. And your your husbands, your boyfriends, or your friends might be considering it. And I just want to be completely upfront because it's going to explain to you exactly why I think the way that I do and why I'm having full disclosure with you. And hopefully this will help you. So, Sometime when I was around 26, um, I was hanging out with some of my friends and they lived in a different state and they were doing steroids. And, you know, they kind of, they, they, they were getting incredible results. I'm like, oh my God, this is like my first, well, my first interaction, let me back that up. My first interaction was with a dude who, who was getting them shipped to him in high school. He was borrowing his mom's credit card or something and he was getting him shipped to him. And I knew a couple guys on the football team that were doing it and they were huge, like giant. And there was like this big, this big thing where they were taking, you know, steroids for horses or something. I, I, I just remember that and going, oh my gosh, these guys are giant. They're going to die. That was my other thing. Like I, I thought, I was just like, 
holy crap, these guys are going to die because they're taking horse steroids. And, um, but they were big and strong and fast. And it was always something to me like, like the risk. The risk wasn't worth the reward. The risk wasn't, my pain wasn't enough to take it. I'm like, I'm already good at sports. I don't need to take it more. I'm already at the top level. I don't need to take anything more. I mean, I'm not behind. So that was my first introduction back in, gosh, 1980s, in the 80s. Can I, can I say that again? The 80s. Late 80s is when I first saw steroids. And the only place, the other place that you saw them were like on, you know, in the magazines where, you know, you saw bodybuilders using them and you just getting huge, like monstrous. And you're just like, oh my gosh, that's where muscle and fitness was born. Those, those big guys just, just, just monstrous on the cover of magazines and then you'd like rip their workouts out of the magazine and you go and try and do them you know at your local ymca or your gym or in your basement with whatever plastic weights you had that you could put together in a bar that probably bent and a bench that was worth about two dollars but effective all right so moving past that i you know like i'd already been exposed to them and then getting to that point where i'm 26 years old um, uh, 26 years old, friends of mine in a different state, they started using them and I kind of knew, but I didn't know. And then I, uh, I was changing jobs and right before I changed jobs, I moved down. I, I went down there to spend some time and, and, and understand, like, just get out of my head because I was working for a major co- corporation and I was changing direction to go back to college, blah, blah, blah. And they were doing them and they kind of normalized it to me and i don't know if you ever do that when you ever get around certain people that are doing things that you don't normally do if you're around it enough it becomes normal and at that point in time the pain was big enough for me because i was tired of still being small and they were in they were i'll tell you they were in south florida that's all i'll say um I don't think anyone needs to talk about names of my friends, but they were in South Florida, a place where shirts were always off, being tan, being buff, being cool, having money, having cars, all the good stuff, right? Like they were cool. Don't get me wrong. I, not bad people, but cool. And they just fit the mold. And again, I just saw all this momentum. So this momentum I saw in high school and this insecurity I felt in high school about my size, I got up to 26 to a point where a friend of mine was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. You should do it. Just one small, tiny cycle. So I did it. I'm just going to be upfront. I did do steroids when I was 26 years old. It was one of the worst gut feelings I ever had. Like, I knew it wasn't right. I knew I didn't like it. I knew I didn't want to. I was undereducated. I was scared, but I was also in pain from being insecure and it just played into that pain button so good. And that's one of those things I talk about is, you know, pain and pleasure. That pleasure was too easy for me to get against the pain that I was having. And the pain was so high to me at the time, at least it was like, get bigger, take it, Mike, here is your chance. So I took them and I didn't really have that great of results. I, it wasn't like I, I was trying to work out and I was trying to do what I could possibly do. It was weird for me. I mean, I wasn't dialed in. I wasn't you know, monitored by a doctor. I wasn't doing the things that I, I should be doing in general. It was just he got these, he, he, he got, the, you know, the steroids from uh, somebody, you know, like I don't even know who he got them from. Like, and he was like, here, take these. You need to take this. And I'm like, all right, cool. And, and it was uh, my first, my first introduction to shots in the butt, and I think I, I think I took a pill. I think I stacked. I, this is how novice I was. I don't even remember. To be full disclosure, because I think you guys know me enough by now that I'm a, I'm an open, honest person. I took them, but I think I think I was stacking. I think. <laughs> Um, and I was just trusting because I'm like, this is going to be great, man. I'm going to be cool in Florida. And I'm going to be bigger, stronger, faster, tan. I'm going to have everything, you know, that I don't have. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I said, with apprehension, because I was not excited about taking them. I think that's that's an interesting feeling. Not excited about taking them at all. To me, it was dirty. It was lying. It was bad. It was cheating. 
it was it was drugs. That's what it was. It was drugs. And I've never really liked drugs to begin with. Like I hate them. I'll try and get off a painkiller from like my surgeries, like within two days a day or whatever. I dislike synthetic material in my body. I really dislike it. Um, so I took them and, I, you know, I, I went back home and I think people were like, oh, you're bigger, you know, and I don't really remember much about it. The only thing that I can remember about it was I recovered much faster. I got strong, but I recovered. I was like, oh, let's, let's work out again. Let's work out again. Let's work out again. I was young. Could be part of it. I could have had high testosterone then. Could have had low testosterone. No doctor to monitor me. I knew nothing. Uh, fast forward to me being 29. Um, I went back to the same area after I came home, went to college. I went back to the same area. And it was presented to me again. And I never felt good about it in, in myself at all. I, like I, hate, I didn't like it. It was something that hung on me. It was mental weight. And I talk a lot about mental weight, right? Like we don't understand that mental weight often weighs more than the actual weight and fat that we carry around on our bodies. It mentally drew on me. But I also thought that I hit it and I wouldn't tell anybody because that was a big thing. Well, let me tell you this. This was a big thing. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I can't tell. I don't want anybody to know. And that will come up now in, in what's going to fast forward. But so I went back down there and at 30, I, uh, or tw- like, like 29 years old, what was it, two, nine, 1999, 98, I think, uh, I went back down there. It was presented to me again and I started, but I don't think I was doing shots. I think I was just taking pills or something. Like I started and I go, oh yeah, I'll take it. Like I've already been deconditioned to the situation. I'll take it. I'll try it. And I thought I was going to live there. And I'm like, all right, this would be a great jump start and I'm going to do it. And it still plays into my insecurity being shorter, small, or just smaller. I'm not short. Um, well, I could be short. I'm only 5'11", but I am 5'11". How about that? Uh, and when I took it that time, I, I took it sporadically like, I didn't really even take it. I kind of hid taking it, I think. Like, I'm trying to remember the best that I can because I really tried to block this whole entire thing out. Like, I'm not proud of it in any way, shape, or form. And the few things that I remember back then was whatever I was taking, it made me angry. Or not angry. It just made me agitated, right? It, 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 it gave my inner voice legs. It gave my inner voice volume. And that's, that's kind of who I am just in general is I found my inner voice and, and the volume of that inner voice. So, again, we now I'm kind of done. I, I don't even think I took it for like six weeks on and off doing whatever. Gave my inner voice volume. Um, and I ended up moving to California. I'm like, I'm out. Like, this is not me. The whole scene in South Florida at the time wasn't me. I, I, I really understood that. None of it was, and I really didn't want anyone to know at all that I had partaken in, in, to me, illegal drug use because the doctor wasn't prescribing them. I don't know where they were getting them. They had to get them on the sly. Um, You know, it just is what it is. Um, As kids, we make very foolish decisions, very uneducated, foolish, emotional decisions, and I did that, and those are two big times in my life that I regret. And it, it still kind of holds on me, and I've never talked about it until this podcast because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I took illegal drugs. I'm embarrassed that I partook in that. I'm embarrassed that I let my own insecurity, my lack of confidence, even though I had confidence, but I let it affect me to a point where I showed weakness in taking illegal substances um, in the form of performance enhancing, you know, and... It really didn't do anything for me. And again, not monitored by a doctor. I have no idea what it was. I've no, I've no idea like what my blood work was. I have no idea like how much I should have been taking it. Just talking to a bunch of dudes that were taking it, you know, and doing what they said. They're like, yeah, this is what I do. I mean, which is kind of the common thing in 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 fitness and health right now, right? And, and influencers and fitness encouragers is – I don't know what I'm talking about, but do as I do, and I'll tell you how I'm doing it. And and here here's 
here's what's going to happen. We'll go through this together, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, except I was doing it in an area I shouldn't have been doing it in, and it was exploiting my weakness and creating mental weight. So I didn't do that, and that, that that's done, right? Now I'm in California, and I get into my whole entire world of really being healthy, and I've never touched them since. I just want to make sure that I'm completely clear and I'm honest with all of that, that I've never touched them and since I've been in California. Okay, jumping in right here because what I just said is incorrect and I wanted to be open and honest with you guys. I did take a peptide after my ankle surgery and into my recovery to speed it up. And that was, I do believe, BPC157, something like that. And I took it for approximately six weeks and it was once a week and it was a shot. I, I can't remember the milligrams that I took, I, maybe five milligrams. Or, I, don't, I don't remember what it was, but I, I work with a physician and I only took it for a very limited time to enhance my recovery. Now back to the Hi. show. Like he, For multiple reasons. Uh, because in general, it was something that you got on the streets. You got it from somebody else. You didn't get it from a doctor. It was drugs. It's synthetic. It's not, doesn't match up with your body perfectly. Therefore, there's that. And then there wasn't enough data on it. And you don't know all the outcomes on it. And you, you don't know how it affects every marker in your body. Like, how does it affect your organs? How does it affect this blood? How does it, this blood marker, that blood marker? If this is high, guess what's going to be low? That. And my brother taught me a lot of those kind of things when we went through my blood work. Uh, two years ago, he had talked to me and said, I, I don't, can't remember what I said was high, but he goes, we, he goes, oh, go check your A1C. He goes, I bet you that's low or so. And he knew it just because one was this way. He knew what would happen to the other markers and he was spot on. And it was, it really intrigued me. Cause I'm like, holy cow, this starts to be the education of it all. Like now I understand why, you know, in general, physicians are awesome like you got to be underneath monitoring if you're going to do things that have risk. And I'll keep saying that because I think that there's a lot of people on the slide. There's a lot of people doing things without monitoring. There's a lot of people doing things without blood work. Before we go any deeper into the podcast, I want to let you guys know that I speak more about hormone therapy than I do supplementation. And the company does both hormone therapy and supplements. And I'm actually excited about the supplements that they could be telling me that I need. And it could be vitamins, minerals, supplements. I have no idea, but I know that if I'm lacking somewhere or that my body could use that to help something else out or to prevent something that that's going to be some, that's going to be something that they recommend. And I'm excited to hear that. I just don't talk about it a lot because I think where this podcast comes from is more of my anxiety and my views towards synthetic hormones. So I spoke a lot more on that side rather than giving credit to Merrick and their supplementation and their ability to optimize. And I just wanted to be clear on that, that I'm looking forward to that piece of it as well. But going forward, you're going to hear a lot more on the hormone therapy, my anxiety, things you should think about and whatnot. So let's get back into the podcast. And you too could have what I have. And you're like, cool. However, they're getting shots, they're getting pellets that, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of hormone therapy that they're not telling you about. And yeah, I might be calling some people out, you know, uh, but it's the reality and they may be embarrassed. They may be insecure. Or they may just not want to give you their medical situation. No hate. It's just not where I'm at. And I wanted to be able to disclose that because people that tend to work with me, people that tend to come to me, people that tend to listen to this podcast are because, hey, Mike, I love the fact that you're open and you're honest and you're authentic and that you don't hide and you're not full of bull crap. Like, it's just not who I am. Honesty is a huge piece of my character. And when I was in the fitness industry, I had a conversation, you know, with somebody about the flow of fitness and, and results, right? First off, we started out in this world of Photoshop. And the only way that if you could look good is if a professional photographer took your picture and then they had this software and then they could tune you up to look any way you wanted. And nobody really knew it at the time, right? Shrink the waist, give you abs, make, you know, soften, lighten, do all these things. Nobody knew it. 
there just wasn't enough information out there yet with technology. So people are like, oh my God, I want to look like him. And then they see him and they're like, they doesn't even look like him or her. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the real picture of her. Have you seen her? And you're like, oh, why does she have so bigger nose? Oh, she really doesn't have as much muscles as I thought or him. You know, you're like, that doesn't even look like him. Sometimes you couldn't even recognize your favorite celebrity, athlete, whoever it may be that was used in the media. It would bother me because I ended up working in a world of celebrities and and, and, and movies and all kinds of things. I've, I've ended up working with people that are in the media that you're like, you wouldn't recognize them if they, you were standing. So that's number one, right? So the phase was photographers had this ability to Photoshop and not tell you the real story. A narrative is what they did. Then it turned into, you know, um, the show yourself of, look at me, I'm not going to tell you, it's, it's, it's social media, this is my before and after, check it out. And I would say this, like, like in the world of social media, let me again back this up, because as I think it through, it's like, yeah, there was Photoshop, there was that, and then before filters and before everything, it was, I'm not going to tell people that this is what I did, right? Like they were like, oh, well, I'm going to build this and you could accomplish these goals, whether it's a detox, a diet, a a fitness plan, but you didn't know of the drugs that they were taking. And those drugs were at the time, and I'm just saying drugs, I'm not saying they're bad, Botox, lip fillers, you know, uh, breast augmentations, you know, little things like the, the Kardashian kind of trail. But this was happening before the Kardashians too, right? This is what I'm telling you. It's like nobody knew, oh, her butt's round. Why? Mm. Or that fitness professional really, you know, ended up getting the fat sucked out of her. Oh, really? Or him? You know, both. It's not gender related. So please, I don't want you to think that I'm pointing my finger at anybody, but all of that was happening. And I had a conversation with somebody who said, I'm not a fan of it. And I remember, this, I know exactly where I was at as a CrossFit competition. And I just said, I'm not a fan of this. I don't like that so many people want to be these fitness encouragers and you know these people and I don't like it it's not who I am I, I, I like you can't do the the specific meal plan the specific workout program and look like you because you've done all that stuff all of it you're just not telling people and I respect your privacy but that's not how you got that way so how can you tell people that this is, you can have me? And that was a time when you're like, hey, you want to be relatable, right? And that was another phase. And then there was the phase of, holy cow, everybody knows Photoshop. So let's use Photoshop. So this filter, this, this solution, you know, this, this software was like, oh, now I can use this software and do whatever I want, look any way I want. Still faking it, not disclosing where you're at, who you're with, any of that stuff. Then the next phase was filters, right? Snapchat developed filters, uh, Instagram developed filters, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have no more wrinkles. Oh my gosh, I've got lashes. Oh my gosh, I'm better looking. Oh my gosh, I can put abs on myself. Oh my God. It was like filters. So again, not telling people, just fooling and faking the industry and anybody on social media for any reason, right? You're like, hey, I want to sell um, flowers, but let me just look as hot as I possibly can. Let me get rid of my wrinkles. Let me shrink my nose. Let me shrink my waist. Let me do whatever I need to do. Kardashian model. I get it. They, you know, I'm again, no hate, just not me. And this is all leading up to me telling you that I'm at the point where I'm getting my blood and, you know, 2023 was going to be the year that I wanted to optimize. I just wanted to optimize my health because listen, I'm over 50 and just so you guys get this, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to pull any punches. 50 is a weird number. You think that you, my younger, my younger listeners, it's on your time is on your side. And when time is on your side, you don't look at it as an asset. You think that it's just something that keeps going and you've got an unlimited amount of it. 
Well, you don't. There's only so much time you got. And what I'll say is when you turn 50, you start looking at the clock. Instead of one that's going forward, it's one that's reversing. And when that happens, you really want to optimize all of the time that you have with the people that you care about the most and so that you don't have to look at death as something that's coming, but life is something you're living. So it's a weird thing when you get to 50. And you younger people, all I'll tell you is this. I'm not saying live foolishly. I'm just saying value your time. Value it. It's your greatest asset and how you use it will determine a piece of who you are. So over 53, at the point of blood work, and I reached out to Merrick, and I said, hey, let's do this. They've been great. You know, we've been going through blood work. I had to go through and do my stuff. And I just wanted to be at this point where I'm like, hey, I know what they're going to recommend. I know that's what they're used to doing. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of known in recommending supplements, um, both homeopathic um, because they, full disclosure, I, they have a supplement line, right? So they're like, hey, check us out. We'll do your blood. We'll look at it. We'll do a deep dive, and then we'll recommend what we're selling. You know, and hopefully, you know, they're at that point of like, hey, if you're already using it somewhere else, good. I don't care. You know, my codes are whatever or my affiliate links, whatever. You're doing your deal. And I believe that's what I'm, who I'm working with right now because we had a long talk about this. But they're going to recommend something if need be. Being over 53, I'm not going to be surprised if my testosterone seems to be low. Right now, I see, I've been having low energy. Um, I don't know that I've had mood swings. My friends will probably tell you that I have. Uh, and again, I just want to make sure that everything that I'm doing is protecting my heart, my lungs, you know, my ability for my blood to flow through my system and not to risk that. I wanted to disclose that I'm working with a company that could recommend TRT, HRT. And if they do, I'm going to be open and honest if I choose to be on it and I'm going to talk to you guys about it. I would be worried about it. It's just me. It's just who I am. Uh, even though there's a lot of people out there that absolutely will support it and say it changed their life, changed their ability to sleep, changed their depression. All these claims that they're making can't substantiate any of them. I'm just saying what is out there and the way people are feeling. More muscle, um, all kinds of things. But I wanted to be the one that's like, hey, disclosure, let me be open and honest with you. Let me tell you what they're saying. What they're, let me tell you what they're suggesting. And then I've also, again, let the representative that I'm working with at Merrick know I would like to do everything possible to not go into any type of HRT or TRT, everything. So if you have any other suggestions and because you've worked with athletes and because you are who you are, let's talk about it. The other piece is, and they were they were completely open to that. Like the guy that I'm talking to is like, yeah, dude, I'm totally with you. That's the last thing I want to be able to do is put, put you in this world. I'm like, cool. By divulging all that, I'm hoping that there are people who are considering it or need it. Truly, there are people that will need testosterone therapy, I'm guessing, you know, HRT. I don't know enough on it, but I wanted to bring up some of the concerns that are going through my head and hopefully they will be the types of things that that you'll consider too. You know, the first things just so we're open and, and clear is in my brain and the research that I've done and I can't substantiate it against uh, research papers and, I, and I've looked at it, I could, I, I don't... <sighs> There's a lot of studies out there, and I don't think there's enough information to really have data yet. But I will say this. Um, my biggest fears, biggest fears in taking testosterone or hormone replacement, and I hope that this is where you know the guys that are listening can hear this. My biggest fear is how is it going to affect my heart? How is it going to affect my blood? How is it going to affect my hormones, their ability to function? And will this affect my brain? That's literally my scare. Like, I'm not worried about sleeping more at night. I'm not worried about, you know, uh, being ripped and getting down to 
5% body fat or being able to bench press or deadlift, you know, obscene amounts of weight. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm concerned about there are low levels of hormones that I have. How are they affecting the functionality of other organs and other pieces that are happening internally, both positively and negatively? The low level of hormones, is that causing a cardiac disease? Is that causing diabetes? Is that causing vulnerability or risk of other issues? And I think that a lot of people don't think that way. Low testosterone can or has been seen to be a contributor or present. I think that's probably a better way of putting it. Be present with some people who have other conditions. It's like, oh, if you have low T, you know, if you have this, it's probably going to match up with low testosterone. These are just things that I'm learning. Again, not a medical doctor, not a professional, but I do know that these things are happening from the research that papers that I'm reading. And that kind of thing while you're in optimization is something that you're going to want to know. And that's why blood work is important. That's why I keep telling you guys, blood work, blood work, blood If you follow me on social media, I keep telling everyone, go get it. Because you might have 70, 80, 100 different markers that you're going to get back. They all relate to each other. And it's easy for someone who understands your blood work to see if you're low here, you're going to be high there. And if you are high there, that could mean something else. Or if you're low here and low there, that, 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 that's another symptom of something else that could be going on for the lack of your optimization, your poor health in a different area, or your high risk of something else coming on. And you want to be you know, proactive to that rather than reactive to a situation that could be potentially harmful to you. So that's kind of like a big piece of why I did the blood work with this company, Merrick, and why I'm going all in and why I'm listening to what they have to say and why I want you to consider hey, at the very least, go get your blood work done. And maybe, just maybe, not with your general physician. General physicians, they're awesome. Shout out general physicians. You know, I I think you guys are great, and I don't have any beef with you either. But I do know this. They treat all kinds of different people. They, you know, across the board. And they may not be a specialist in your area. They may not be a specialist to 53-year-old people who tend to be workout warriors doing what they need to do. And... Although a marker might be low in one area, they may just kind of lump it into the rest of the clientele that they're seeing, which is diverse and might not have a full ability to dive deep into your blood to find out what's wrong and fight the disease that you have. Their job is to discover disease. I think, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, but to dive in and find out what's wrong with you, not a general. Um, in general, it's, and, and you know what, general physicians, if you want to correct me, please, uh, you know, and if, if there is a particular general physician that wants to correct me on that, if you do correct me, I will shout you out podcast and we can talk about it. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm here to learn. But that's kind of where I'm at. And I think part of me is also represents the general population of how they are going to feel. So there's that. I've also heard these things, like in my brain, like, oh my gosh. So going back to heart, blood, and all these things. If, if, and when you do take testosterone and you do take, you know, um, any other form of hormone replacement therapy, it, I've always thought of it to be associated with, you know, making bigger muscles. And one of the things in my brain that I'm triggered by is, yes, bigger muscles. Well, the one thing I know that's a muscle is your heart. So I'm like, all right, does the heart get bigger? And one of the things that I noticed when, when I did that thing, when the first time I did, did them was I couldn't run anymore. Like I was like, I went to run and I thought my heart was going to come, come out of my chest. Scared me to death. Like literally scared me to death. And that was that's actually the second time because I came to California and I just remember going, no way. Mm-mm. This isn't happening. This is way too scary. It's not who I am. I used to play soccer. I used to play every sport. And now I can't run for a mile. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. So I immediately got off them at that point. So what I want to get back to is the heart. And if you're going to go in, you're going to get tested. You're going to want to ask these questions like, how does this affect my heart? Will it enlarge my heart? Will it improve my heart? Some of the research that I've seen, they say it doesn't necessarily improve your heart, but it improves your ability to work out more basic. These are basic statements, right? It will improve and enhance your ability to work out more. So if you work out more, it will improve the performance of your heart, your cardiovascular ability, your health. Like, oh, but does it enlarge my heart? And you want to know these things. Does it in, you know, these are questions I'm going to ask. Like, 
Does it enlarge the walls or thicken the walls of my organs? Will my organs work better or is there a potential of them working less? Like what sort of risk factor am I dealing with right now as far as getting on it? Not just, oh yeah, you know what it's going to do? It's going to improve your testosterone. Yeah, well, if it improves my testosterone but decreases my kidney function, I'm out. I don't know. Like I don't know that I really want to do that. So I literally... I'm worried about my heart. I'm worried about, does it thicken my blood? Which means my heart's got to work more, which means it's got to pump more through the brain. I don't know if I want thick blood in my brain. Again, this is a novice thinker, and I want you guys to hear these things rather than it's just, I'm just going to improve my, increase my levels. But these are fears, insecurities, you know, triggers that I have in my head and why I'm not, you know, cool with it. I have heard great things that if you're low in T, you know, everyone's like, well, I'll just deal with low T. Well, Maybe that could increase your ability to have diabetes because it affects other markers in your body. And those are questions that, that I'll have to you know connect the dots with as far as markers in my blood. Like, do I have a high risk of that? Or am I at risk? Or is this what's happening? Is it affecting the glucose levels in my body? Again, novice thinking, novice person. I'm not an expert. But these are the questions that I would think that hopefully you guys will want to ask your physicians And if they're not answering them, they might not be the right person for you. Instead of, yeah, it's going to increase your testosterone. Cool. It's, you know, and when you have high tests, you're going to sleep better and you're going to feel better. And you're like, cool, but I need to know these things. What's my increased risk of stroke? How many years off my life do you think it will take if I don't do it? If I do do it? These are all things that go through my head. I am a spin on a control, but these are the questions that make me go, Yeah, for those of you using and not under doctor's care and not watching blood markers and not getting tested every six months to figure out if the dosage is right, if you're over or you're under, what just sparked, what went up, what went down, dangerous, extremely dangerous. You could be putting putting yourself at risk for so many other things just for the sake of increasing your testosterone levels. Sure, like that's the answer, right? Like, I just want to increase my testosterone levels. My test is low. Okay, But what about the other 70 markers? If you increase testosterone in one area, what happens everywhere else? And again, I will say this, a fear, testosterone that's injected or pill taken, whatever you do with it, I'm really kind of an opposite. It's synthetic. It doesn't match up perfectly to your body or the testosterone that is in your body, right? It, It doesn't molecularly or, you know, whatever that level is, it doesn't match up. It's synthetic. At the end of the day, that's always what it's going to be. But you could be on the other side of the coin, right? Like, let me just throw this at you. Like, really fun. Well, synthetic is better. Like, maybe we've gotten to a point where synthetics actually are better. I don't know. But I want you guys to be able to ask all these questions and to start and then be like, oh, this is really cool. Now I can take it to, you know, uh, more plates, more dates, Derek, or I can I can go in and start to do research. Questions that need to be answered. Does it thicken my blood? You know, how does it affect my blood? Uh, how, what's the blood sugar that happens? You know, I just had, you know, testosterone. And, and what I found out is it's cool. My test went up. I sleep better and I have better erections or something. You know, that's kind of, and I have more muscle. Like that would be the main things of, a, uh, of what a novice thinker who's not deep diving into their blood work and being man. And certainly, I would not even consider going down the road of illegal substances. I just, I, I don't advocate it in any way. You know, the black market, whatever you want to call the market in which you can get that kind of stuff, you are playing with fire. Seriously. You could take too much and affect your whole system. You could take too little, affect your whole system. You need to be monitored. And I know I'm sounding like a dad. I know I'm sounding like somebody who's like stepping on the soapbox. I'm sounding like somebody who cares about you. I'm sounding like somebody who wants to start your journey in whatever you need for help based on questions and knowledge so that you can feel good about the things that you are doing or the things that you need to do or the things that you don't need to do. It bothers me that somebody wouldn't put you first. It really bothers me. And that's why I'm making this podcast and being completely on the disclosure side of everything, the things I've done, the things I've said is exactly because I feel people need to hear raw truth as hard as those conversations are, or maybe they're just novice. Maybe you're a novice out there and you're like, I had no idea to even think to ask those questions. I had no idea to think I needed a 
real true blood analyst to be able to look at my blood that I just didn't need a general physician. Big deal, a really big deal. And it might be why you're not getting the results or feeling the way that you should be feeling. You're not dealing with the person that you need to deal with to help you manage where you are at and stop doing it on your own. God, man, all these WebMD people and Googling, finding this stuff. Cool, you can do the research, but make sure it's from credible people. Sure, you can follow your favorite fitness encourager. What's the skeleton in the closet? Really? And what kills me is when the people who have skeletons in their closets as fitness encouragers or experts... They get so wound up when people make these accusations because they're like, oh, no, that person's got to be doing this, this, or this. You are. What are you upset about? You're just upset that they're calling you out on it publicly. Just be open and honest. I get fillers. I get lips. I get my lips done. Yeah, I got my boobs done. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I don't care that you do. What I care is if you're going to be a fitness company, if you're going to be a fitness product, you're going to sell a workout, if you're going to do any of that and people think I want to look like you, just be honest. And if you have a problem with disclosing your medical history, cool. I'm not upset about that either. But understand that people are going to ask those questions and you might have to disclose that at some point. And and I hope that you do because I know encouragers and professionals that use that you would Blow your mind. Blow your mind, you know, to talk. And there's no reason to to out people. I don't know what that game is either. But, And I don't care that they do it. But it's tough to think that they're not disclosing that in a way that could ultimately help you too, right? Like, if it's helping them, why can't it help you? Um, Yeah. That's all I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. Blood Um, work is coming up. I'm gonna. I've got my meeting with the doctor. I got my meeting with the with the analyst as well. Both of them at the same time, or one, and then I have the other. So we'll see what the results are in my blood work. We'll see what they recommend. We'll see what they do. But I wanted to give you guys this novice, beginner, like non non expert conversation around HRT, TRT, the thoughts on it, and. If you guys want to do it, do it. Like, like, as long as you know the risk, as long as you know the reward, right? Like, if it's good for you, some people need it. And you shouldn't be shamed in using it if it's something you really, truly need. Because it could prevent health, and all I want you to do is to be optimized so that you can live this fit identity for your entire life. And I want you to be around as much as you possibly can with your family and your friends, everybody that you love I don't want you to panic and think you didn't do enough now. So get your blood work done, please. Start the conversation. Start thinking bigger than it's just testosterone. It's just muscle gain. It's just erections. Like like the basics, right? Like that's so novice thinking. You're like, yeah, I just need more of that. There's so many other things that go into it um, that could be happening. Like blood work could show cardiac disease that's coming on. can show... Um, you know, pre-diabetic, pre-diabetic that's coming on. It can show lots of different things as that comes up rather than, yeah, I get it done once a year or once every few years and I check it out and or I only figure my stuff out when I have a pain or when it hurts. It hurts me to think that people aren't proactive and that they're reactive because when you become reactive – a lot of times, I don't want to say it's too late, but you have definitely gone over to one side of the teeter-totter that's quite a ways. And in order to get through that, it, it's it's a drastic change in your life and there's you, you change your hope. You hope that whatever you're going to do is going to right the wrong. And at some point, you're not going to be able to right the wrong. So get that blood work done. It's really important to me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I read. Oh, yeah. No, last, last one is... I read a, uh, a, a research paper and part of one of the things that they said that there could be more plaque buildup in the use of hormone therapy. And I was like, oh, again, questions you want to ask your physician, questions you want to do a deeper dive on. I haven't done a deeper dive because I didn't want this to be a more plates, more dates. I didn't want this to be one of those things where I'm like trying to talk to you as an expert. I'm not. Please don't take me as an expert. Take me as a guy that plants seeds for you to be able to connect your dots for your own health and your own fit identity and find your answers that are particular to you because hormone therapy is exactly that, particular to you. There is no one system that works for everyone. That's another reason why you need to be under physician's care. There is no one 
system that you can be like, oh, I bought the bundle. <laughs> you know, I got shots of this, pills of this, uh, ointment of this. I do this once a week, but there's no bundle. What are your markers? What are you feeling? Where are you at? What are you predisposed to? How much do you, what's your age? You know, are you, what's your gender? All these things come into play for your own cocktail, right? Like for your own bundle. That's what I would really put in my forefront of what I'm thinking about when you're doing whatever you need to do. And I'm not saying that you have to agree with every person who gives you that, like, or your blood analyst. Question them. And I think the number one question is, what can I do without putting synthetics into my body? What can we do? How can we work on this to do it without? And then if we do it without, what's the, what's the length of process on that? And how can that affect me? And how, you know, like, what if I do it with? Like the with and without, be a questioner. Seek information so that you can connect the dots to create your own fitness DNA so that you can have that fit identity. I think that's a big piece. So there you go. This was a disclosure podcast. This was me talking about it. This was me planting seeds. This is me bringing you guys on your journey. This is me talking about it. I'm not a professional and I didn't do a deep dive. I just hit on things that that I'm thinking about that, that are making me nervous, that are making me think that I need to do a little bit more research for myself. And I need to do more research so that when I do talk to the physician and blood analyst, that I'm asking the questions that I need to ask so that I'm not leaving stones unturned. Because too many many of us go into a doctor's office, we're not being fully disclosed of how we're feeling, what's going on, all of the things so that they can really make a great decision, an educated guess on how to treat us. As well as we just go in and go, all right, is that, is that, that's what you need me to do. I'll trust you. And over-prescribing happens, under-prescribing happens, like all kinds of things because we're not asking enough questions and connecting our own dots. So hopefully this is the beginning of your dot connection. Hopefully this is the beginning of you getting blood work and you starting to monitor yourself into the progression of your fit identity over time. And my hope is that you guys just get healthy and fit. Like, that's why I said this. And if I have to be honest to tell you my journey and to tell you where I'm at and what's happening in my world, then I'll do that. If it creates a situation where I have a dad that lives longer with his kids because of me, I'll do it. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Full disclosure, I will talk to you guys soon. This is this week's episode. I'm at almost an hour. Apologize for going so long because I know you guys like shorter ones. But I thought there was some important information and there was also some good stories in there. So follow me on uh, my my social media at Mike Carpenko. If you guys want to have an, any other type of conversation around any of this, hit me up. Hit me up in the comments. Let me know what you think. I'm always open up to suggestions, always open up to more podcast ideas and what you guys would like me to talk about. Certainly, I've got a whole bunch of knowledge besides just telling stories and giving you things to think about, but I also have value to give you guys as far as knowledge systems and how you can help create your own fit identity. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Great to see you.